Good evening, everyone. Okay. Friends, from the book of Numbers, uh, we see uh, a day in the life of Moses, and uh, uh, the community is getting bigger, and he needs help. Uh, I can relate to that. <laughs> he needed more people in ministry with him. And uh, um, we're told that God comes down the cloud. Now, we've in our seven years together, we've talked about that. Remember what the name of the cloud is. It's not just a foggy day, and it's not a rain cloud. It's a particular type of cloud, Shekinah. That means the presence of God, and it was glowing. And so it comes down, the, um, the, gift, uh, the gift and grace of God comes upon 72. And uh, um, the prophesy that in numbers does not mean fortune-telling. That's not what the prophet, that's not how prophets prophesy for God. They bring the word of God in the time that is needed. Uh, so uh, these others are bringing the word of God to people. And we see uh, Joshua becomes jealous of this. And uh, St. James, uh, he's not condemning wealth in itself, but he warns about um, the amassing of great wealth uh, from wicked ways and, uh, and taking uh, stepping on people and getting more and more and more uh, unjustly. This is really what St. James, when you read his, when you read the whole chapter, that's what he's uh, moving towards. And uh, we see uh, Christ also speaking about the theme of jealousy and uh, also about condemnation and about judgment. And uh, uh, our gospel then puts forth uh, a number of important uh, points and practical ones for us. And we are told the apostle come of upon a man, uh, not of their company, and uh, who was doing uh, a deed. Uh, he was exercising, to be exact. He was, in, he was performing an exorcism. And, uh, and he was doing it in Jesus' name. And uh, the apostle wanted him to stop. Why? Because uh, he was jealous of, of the man. He was jealous of, uh, of the close relationship in spirit he must have with Jesus in order to be able to do this. And, uh, and this is kind of uh, where the first reading kind of connects here also. Uh, Moses says, are you jealous for me on my behalf because they're able to help me? Jesus' response, uh, don't stop him. The fact that he is doing a generous and good deed in his name meant he was not against them. And uh, um, it certainly tells us that uh, no one has a monopoly on Jesus Christ, the Savior. And some people are threatened by the achievement of others who appear in Jesus' time and in Moses' time. Uh, sometimes folks envy the good that others are doing and uh, as if it was somehow taking away from something that they're doing and, uh, or worse, making them look bad. Well, he's making me look bad. Look how good he is. Well, then step up your game, brother. <laughs> get good and get holy. Don't worry about it. Um, so, my friends, rather than think the way that they would, um, should we not extend uh, courage and encouragement and, and, uh, and give thanks uh, when someone is doing a good thing uh, in Jesus' name? The Father in heaven is generous, extremely generous, and uh, he asks that we who are his children be the same. And uh, Jesus said anyone who gave a little cup of water uh, to one of these little ones, the little ones, uh, the word is anawim. Anawim are people who uh, are poor. 
uh, Anna Weems, uh, when Jesus gives the Beatitude, he's kind of talking about the Anna Weem of his time. So those are poor uh, who um, are the, the least in the community. So uh, he wasn't necessarily talking about a child. Uh, but um, he said uh, even one who gives just a little bit to one of these, uh, I will remember. Of course, that poses uh, another question. What about when you do a very little wicked thing? Uh, if he remembers the littlest of kindness, will he not remember when you have thrown an insult at one of the Anoim? The cup of water is a symbol of a kind deed given to someone who is in need. My friends, few of us are given the chance to perform great deeds. However, um, the chance to give a cup of water can come many times in the course of a day or week. A small act of kindness done with generosity and purity of intent can, if only briefly, make someone's bad day better. Deeds do not have to be big in order for them to be of great help or comfort uh, to the person for whom they are being done for. And uh, they perhaps uh, do have certain qualities about them, and those being sincerity and generosity and purity of, an, of intent. And uh, all deeds which come from the heart should have these qualities. Um, St. James, in a way, is getting at that. And here's the one time when that second reading kind of just blends right in with the first and the gospel. And Jesus deals with the sin of scandal also in our reading. He says, if whoever causes another to sin, he issues a warning against those who would lead any of the Anawim astray. And who, this is a warning that all of us must take seriously as it is, has severe consequences. And uh, Jesus goes on to talk about um, the causes of sin in ourselves, uh, ultimately. A person's enemy sometimes is not the person sitting next to him in the pew. Oftentimes the enemy is within. And Jesus said, in your heart where malice and greed and dissension live. So um, he tells us to look inward. And uh, he said it another way, remove the beam from your own eye before you try and help your, your brother out to moving his little splinter. Um, and uh, occasions of sin are to be dealt with uh, sternly, apparently, from this reading. And uh, Jesus urges people to make the costliest of sacrifices and, uh, um, in order to avoid sin. And uh, uh, the hyperbole he uses, uh, people uh, a long time ago uh, took that literally and were doing very silly things to themselves. Um, Jesus does not want you to cut your hand off. He's saying, do what is necessary to avoid the sin. So he poses it in this most extreme way by saying, pluck your eye out if your eye's a problem. Uh, you know, I thought, oh, if your best friend is a problem, unfriend him, <laughs> using today's terminology. Um, so we, uh, we, we, that's a crude literalism when people actually attempt that. That's not what Jesus is getting at. The point is making is, uh, serious sin is to be avoided at, at all costs. And uh, one ought to be prepared to go to any length in order to eliminate such wickedness from their life, from their heart. And uh, 
Perhaps the real aim was to impress upon us that the kingdom of God is worth any sacrifice uh, to be made. Jesus talked about hell, and he compared it to, I know we've talked about this, he compared it to a very notorious place of Jesus' time. Before Jesus' time, uh, the place that Jesus was talking about uh, was a place of great sorrow and violence and great superstition. Before Jesus' time, uh, Josiah is the one who put an end. They were offering human sacrifice there in that spot Jesus was talking about. Uh, not just human sacrifice, but children. In Jesus' time, uh, Josiah, the prophet, rid themselves of that type of behavior. But in Jesus' time, it became a city. It was a city dump where they burned garbage. But people were still very uh, afraid to go near it and were very superstitious because they knew what was... So that's what Jesus is getting at. He said, when he, he says, yeah, better... You know, that you, you don't want to go to Gehenna. And he, us, we may laugh about it, but them, they were terrified of that place. It was a place of no return. Uh, so he knows this. And uh, um, he says, you don't want to go there. Do whatever you can not to go there. And, and so the, that place uh, represented this ill omen place to, uh, to symbolize the place of punishment uh, and a place one surely does not want to be in. Um, and Jesus is so clever using the things of his time in that way. 